Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, Slee, we had some breaking news earlier today. Uh, yeah. A couple of different things. Aaron Rodgers re-signed a huge deal yep. in Green Bay, $153 million guaranteed. That's the number you got to pay attention to. Not the two hundred because... Not all, but 153 of that $200 million is locked down. And, and then the Kent Bazemore could be in the starting lineup. That's exactly right. You, yep. you took me right to it. Kent Bazemore may be in the starting lineup tonight. So, yeah, what what does that mean for the future of the L.A. Laker organization? I wanted to get that one in earlier, and I didn't see an opportunity. <laughs> there it is. And then I just felt like, okay, Al, if you're going to do it, it's got to be right now. And then a third thing. <laughs> Definitely the, third most important. The, the third thing is Russell Wilson is going to the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, that's that's – not a big deal. Somebody put that. I'm trying to think here. Where is it? Uh, David Rodriguez on Twitter. Russell Wilson doesn't have to worry about Aaron Donald anymore. Um, don't think that that didn't have something to do with it. I, and they good... play this year, too. I think the Rams play the Broncos this year, too. They Well, once is better than twice, right? At least you, at least you get to skip half of it if that's uh, – I, and I think you're right, Emily. I think they do have them on the schedule. But that's a big deal. You don't see a ton of quarterback move. When, when Matthew Stafford made that move, it's pretty unusual, and now we're seeing it again in the next offseason, and I'm not so sure that one doesn't have something to do with the other. I uh, w- was looking at the details of the trade, and, and you know, you and I spend a, a little bit of time on this in the sense of uh, what this is going to do to the AFC West. If you're the Raiders, right? I've been – was it now? It's got to be around 65 days now that I've been a part of Raiders Nation. So, sure. you know, it's uh, – Died it, in the wool Raider fan. It's <laughs> deep in there. Imagine you, you have a, a three-week stretch – where you got Herbert Mahomes and Russell Wilson, and all you know, two, two of those games are on the road. It's just going to be brutal in the AFC West, but I, I think also exciting. And if and if you're the Seahawks, and the idea is, hey, we want to start over and we want to start rebuilding. Two first round picks, two second round picks, a, a fifth lot. round pick, um, and I think a fourth round pick in total is what they got. So you know, I, w- I want to throw it out there to your people, Al Raider fans. Uh, I, I want them to kind of – because here, here's the thing. If I'm a Raider fan, if I'm a Chiefs fan, and I'm a Chargers fan, the other three teams in this division, and I see Russell Wilson on the Broncos, I don't really sweat that all that much. And and you you got you to gotta split this down the middle, right? I'm not talking about Russell Wilson's career, which is – Russell Wilson's going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to go there. I'm talking about Russell Wilson right now. Russell Wilson right now, heading into the 2022 season, are you as worried about him as you are Justin Herbert? I don't think so. Certainly not Patrick Mahomes, right? They're still the third most challenging team on your in your own division, and I don't know how much better he makes them. I mean, marginally for sure. I mean, he's a better quarterback than the one they had before, but I don't know. This is not Matthew Stafford where we don't quite know what's coming the other way, right? When Stafford came over, there was the question of is that Lions stink or is that Matthew Stafford isn't as good as we think we is, and we got the answer to it. With we know how good Russell Wilson is, it just. He hasn't played well the last couple of years. So you and I are not watching every Broncos game, but I think the question is going to come down to is how good is everyone around him? Yeah. Right? How good is – can they make Russell Wilson 
Um, can they make that situation good for Russell Wilson? And can Russell Wilson make the situation right for the Broncos? I think that's got a lot to do with it. And I don't know. You know, I, I don't have the answer to it. I do know that Denver last season, they traded Von Miller, and then at some point they were 7-6. and six. They, they lost four games in a row, but they were in the playoff picture in the AFC West, and that was the worst record in the AFC West, which says something about how challenging that division is. He doesn't have to be Russell Westbrook from five, six years ago, but the dude also, you you got to give him the, he understands the league, he's got the experience, he's been in situations where the playoffs are not going to overwhelm him or anything along those lines. I, I, I like the move, but the reality is um, all those picks that they sent the other way, it sounds like the Seahawks like the move as well. Salmon or Rocky Mountain Oysters, those are your choices. You're going to be in Denver or are you going to be in Seattle and get some nice nice locks and some smoked salmon, maybe some cedar plank grilled salmon? Like These bad. are the things we're doing. I'm sure, Den, you know, we got some c- cattle, I'm sure, there are near Kansas is right bison. next door. You got some bison, absolutely. You've got that going on. If you had to live Seattle or Denver, two pretty good cities. I like yeah. them both a lot. Which one would you rather reside in? I think I'm going to go Denver. Because? I'm going to go Denver. Um, I've been to Seattle probably four or five times. I've only been to Denver once, and my one experience in Denver was fantastic. So why not uh, roll the dice? Denver's good. See, I, I'm going to need a little ocean action. I'm not a mountain guy probably necessarily. Seattle, it's, it's cold, and it's always cloudy. I like a hoodie. Denver gets pretty cold too, Slay. Yona, you're right. You're right about that. But I'm saying he's saying he needs to be next to the ocean. It's going to be freezing anyway. So yeah, no, I'm not. I don't need to go in the ocean. I just like knowing that it's there. I like knowing that I get a piece of fresh scuba fish certified. Out of there. Not like I know a, a guy. I got. A, I know a guy that is scuba certified, and he says it really. She shouldn't be. In 30 minutes, I can get you a scuba certification. I'm sure that's perfectly safe. I'm sure that when I'm at the bottom of the ocean, 50 feet underneath the water, and something goes wrong, that half hour I spent in your pool would be perfect. I, now, I, I know every contingency that there is. I'll print them out. I'll just print, print these things out. <laughs> all right, guys, like, I, also, like I also have a question. Why would Russell Wilson want to go to the AFC at all? We've talked so much about how the AFC is becoming so more, much more difficult. You know, Joe Burrow, you have his, only people in his division. Why at all would you venture into a much harder conference? So, I, honestly, Emily, I think it's because of what I just said to Slee a second ago. I wonder if there's just not a change of scenery factor. And listen, sure. I, I've, been, I've been here, yeah. ten, I don't know how long Russell was, 10 years, probably at least, maybe longer, maybe 12 you know, I want to go see what, what the rest of this league is like. I want to see what it's like to play for a different coach. I want to see what it's like and to play. great success there. Yeah. There's nothing to be. Nothing you know, left no. to do. I, yeah. I, I, I won the Super Bowl. I went to another one. I've made the all-pro team, you know, however many times. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. Let's go, let's go try that other restaurant in the other city. I, th- I think that's probably a huge part of it, right? Yeah, 100%. I think it is. And, and you know, we've mentioned this. I'm sure Seattle was also itching to, hey, let's turn the page. No we kind of know what the result's going to be again next season. Let's turn the page and move on as well. All right, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We've talked about Vogel maybe having, uh, you know, at the end of the season, maybe they'll make a change there. Mm-hmm. Because the baseball lockout happened the way that it did, and, and Dave Roberts was talking about it, Andrew Friedman had mentioned it a couple of times along the way, about, look, we're going to get something done. We're going to extend Dave Roberts, and I don't think there's any question that they will, right? The, the second that they can start maneuvering again, they will. They'll take care of Dave. The question is, do you like it? Because I know, and, and even I, Slee, I've been critical of him before, right? Like, I, you've said, we've sat across from each other, and I said, I don't like this decision, I don't like that decision, I don't like that decision. That being said, Dodgers aren't doing any better. That, the, the, the way 
that they've set that up, that the way that that front office functions in connection with the way that the dugout functions, they're in lockstep. They, they really work well together. Why would you want to go and hit the button and start that thing over? It doesn't make any sense. So he's, you know, Dave Roberts is really, really an interesting conversation. And I, I know he's always been a polarizing uh, figure for Dodger fans. But last season, you and I doing the show, and we really started doing the show pretty much five days a week, right in the heart of the Dodger season towards the beginning of it. And then, you know, we're talking Dodgers baseball all the time, taking calls, listening to listeners. You know, this is why Dave Roberts, who was that one dude that was saying Dave Roberts couldn't manage a Wendy's? <laughs> at a, Queen. Yeah. And then I think and then I think he'd call back in with a different name, and then he was using... It was always a different restaurant, too. It was, it was Dairy 100%. Queen. It was Wendy's. I think Applebee's got thrown in there one day. It yep. was always a different location. But he was always a topic of conversation. Hey, you know what? Do you? Um, he's using Julio too much. You know what? He's not smart with the way. How about when once we got to the postseason and the, or leading up to the postseason, the conversation was no, no, no. Give up the division. Let San Francisco win it. Just be fresh. Save all your guys and be ready. Then you're actually in the postseason and bringing in. Um, instead of using Julio right out the gate or how they were using him, bring him in out of the bullpen. He's been a incredibly interesting conversation around Dodgers baseball. And for me personally, I knew it was always a discussion, but I, I did feel like Dodger fans, he was always a polarizing topic. And I know not right now we can't sit back and take calls, but you could hit us on Twitter. Do you like the idea of, yes, of course Dave Roberts is the man. You sign this guy and, and make sure he's around this organization for years to come. Or are you a little bit cold feet with it of what's to come for the Dodgers? I, 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 look, there are reasons to be critical of Dave Roberts, good ones. But generally speaking, you're not doing better than him. You're just you're just not. This, this is a team that's been good 10 years in a row. He's been here for the vast majority of that. There have not been calamitous decisions. And by the way, some of the more controversial ones I still do not think are popping into his head the night before and saying, you know what we should do? Put Julio Arias on the bench and have Corey Knable start tonight. He's not doing that. Okay, these are things that are done collaboratively. These are things that are done through organizational from the top down, right? Dave Roberts is not making that decision the night before and Andrew Friedman going, well, let's see what happens. Not a chance. So when you put it all together and you look at it, he, he is the right manager for the Dairy Queen or the Wendy's or the Applebee's because they, they, they function perfectly. You have the guy, the general manager up top, who says order more hot fudge and more onions for the burgers, and then you got the guy that makes the meal, mm-hmm. right? And they function perfectly well together. They win every year. They win the division damn near every year. They've gone to the World Series three times. They've gotten close three others. What do you want? I know it would be nice to win the World Series every year, but you look at the last 10 years of Dodger baseball, you really can't ask for too much more. I think that's that's what they're asking for, right? One, I think you had said this when we were during the Dodger season, right after it ended, you felt like one more World Series would have solidified everything that they've done. Listen, it's not easy to get a World Series, so I don't want to make it sound like no, you're right. I'm, I'm making that uh, – I'm trying to make that, that comment, but – they have been so good for such a long extended period of time. You'd think they had cashed out one more of those. It would have shut up, obviously, I'll, any any uh, any uh, concerns that you would have. I'll tell you one thing mm-hmm. that in the moment felt like it was a disaster that turned out to be a blessing in disguise. I'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Do you know what tomorrow is, Lee? And I don't mean to spoil the surprise for tomorrow, but tomorrow is National Get Over It Day. Are you, you don't strike me as a grudge holder. You, you, should, you should see if you've got a, th- a couple of things that you'd like to work out on the air tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to give that some thought. By the way, if I have to give it thought, then... <laughs> They're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> right, you don't have any... There's I, I don't not have somebody. one specific thing that I'm trying I to get over. I started a list. It's already a page long. Don't worry, I'll go through it all tomorrow. <laughs> Emily's okay. like Richard Nixon. She's got an enemies list that she's going to... The locksmith that didn't show up on time, the little twerp that stole your key. I'm convinced it's in somebody's bag. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, I hope you don't get on the list. I, I, <laughs> I write it down every day. Come on. <laughs> it grows and grows and grows. Um... You've heard me say this a million times that you, you were talking about a second ago that if the Dodgers under Dave Roberts during his tenure here, had they won two World Series instead of one, I think that everybody's pretty pleased with the Dave Roberts tenure. Oh, yeah. that, that it's one, I think most people are pretty pleased with the Dave and I and my hands in the air. I would put myself there. The fact that the Astros thing went the way that it did. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and while it, it speaking of hold a grudge day or get over it day, that's on my list. I'm never getting over that, and never. But I wonder if, in a weird, very specific way, that doesn't help him, right? And not that he wouldn't change it in a second, and he if he could, because I think the Dodgers win the World Series if they don't get you know hooked the way that they did. Mm-hmm. But that you can say, hey, listen, we do only have one. But, and we it all know what the but BS is. that happened. Right? right? Does that help him? It feels like it. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it does because Major League Baseball just uh, pretended like it didn't happen. None of the players uh, faced any repercussions for doing what they did. Um, remember when baseball, it was this conversation. It still goes on today. Anytime the Astros play, that's how you think of the Astros. And you're, you're paying more attention. I know in L.A. it's going to be a little bit different. You, you take into consideration what it did to the Dodgers. But you could be a team from any city. When you think of the Houston Astros, you think of, hey, that squad freaking cheated. Mm-hmm. They won a World Series. They cheated. Their banner is still up there. This guy still got MVP, whatever the case is, right? Like all that still comes with it. I think in a sense you, you, you are right about that because we, we don't know what would have happened. But there's probably a strong likelihood that the Dodgers win a World Series. Now, the Yankees are probably saying, well, we should have been in the World Series against the Dodgers, fair. whatever the case fair. is. And it's a fair argument, but it, it kind of helps both of them, right? Yeah, it does. That, that we have a, a real argument. And it's not, it, it's not one of those things that you have to squint to see it, right? It, it's, it's obvious. It, it happened. It was proven to happen. It had an incredible effect. And you don't have to imagine how it would – I'll say it again. Clayton Kershaw had zero swings and misses on his curveball in game five. Zero. Um, I, I don't know if you guys watch baseball all that closely. Clayton Kershaw is a pretty good curveball. Maybe once or twice somebody's going to swing and miss at that pitch if they don't know it's coming. That's, I mean, it, it's it's just right there in front of you. So the, I think that makes more, a big deal. 
I think, Trav, the more you and I just spent whatever that was, seven minutes talking about Dave Roberts, I think that's anybody that was thinking in their head, yeah, I'm not – do we want this guy long-term? Yes. I'm not sure. I almost feel like it, it – for me at least, not that it was ever a question, it could should probably shut the door on that one and just start worrying about your personnel, players that you're bringing in, what you're going to do with your pitching staff and, and other things. Speaking of, here's some good news, and hopefully we'll have baseball to talk about, like, hey, how does it look over there? But – Max Muncy, who's one of my favorites, Max Muncy has been, I mean, he found money, right? This is a guy that was almost out of baseball. Dodgers bring him in and just, he's, he's been terrific for them ever since they brought him in. Gave him a nice contract. He's in a good spot. He's already kind of chit-chatting about how much he likes to play second base. That's really good news, Slee, because while I understand that Technically, we can't talk about signing Freddie Freeman. We can't talk about negotiating a deal with them. And the, the, the leagues that Major League Baseball players and owners are not allowed to talk to each other, they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot of talking right up until that moment that he's saying that, that Muncy's talking about m- moving to second base potentially. That makes me think that Freddie Freeman is a real possibility. Not that well, it's a slam dunk, but that sure. it's really out there. Let me read off a quote. This was on uh, Dodger Talk. I think it's awesome. Imagine how dangerous we'd be if we get him in that lineup. It makes me really excited. Then he goes on to say, maybe it's not as much playing first base, but that's okay. I enjoy playing second base more. If we get the DH, that's going to be a rotating position. We're not going to have a one-set DH. That means we'll be rotating all around the field. That's when it's really fun. I'm excited about it. You can't get any more direct than that. I mean, he's – I know what you're saying. you got to – when there's certain things you can say, you can't say, organizations got to be careful, blah, blah, blah. Max Muncy, he wasn't very careful. He said, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, cool. Is it over? Is it done? Did we sign it? Can, can I say it out loud? That feel, that's what it feels like for sure. The, the only thing, and, and the DH changes this a little bit, but the, the only thing about Freeman that I don't love, everything else about him I'm crazy, is that he's not multiple. Right, that so many of the guys that they have do more than one thing. Right, that that I guess the DH kind of opens that up. That now you got two. You could put them at first base. You could put them at designated hitter. There are two spots there, but this is what makes Muncie and Pollock and Bellinger and Mookie and Trey Turner and 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 Gavin Lux, who you know nearly impaled himself on the outfield wall in the postseason last year. That he at least got a few laps around the track as an outfielder. You got so many guys that can go to so many different spots that sure bring Freddie Freeman in and we'll slide Muncie over here and some days he'll play first, some days he'll play second, he'll DH. You can even put him at third base for a couple of nights if you need to do it. There's not a lot of teams that can do what they do. Yeah, and it's you know, anytime you're gonna go out there and you're gonna try to especially the Dodgers, you're gonna go try to bring in a, a free agent. Okay, is he the right guy? Does he fit the culture? Is he a winner? Does he wanna be a winner? Is winning the priority kind of checks all these freaking boxes where you feel like he could slot right into that Dodger lineup. He could slot right into this organization, and without even blinking an eye, no one's going to question anything. Resume, what he's done, clubhouse, like the whole thing. And, and it's, you know, is he is that the biggest priority of the Dodgers? I'd argue it's not the biggest priority that, you know, there are other areas that you could say, but the Dodgers are not, they've never kind of shown where, well, if we do this, then it takes our, our opportunity from going out there and trying to fill in other spots or other roster needs. I don't think it's their biggest priority, but you know what's right near the top of the list? What 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 is Cody Bellinger going to bring, right? Like, and, and Because he had one of the great seasons in Dodger history, wins mm-hmm. the MVP. Mm-hmm. 
and it feels like, oh, my gosh, we got another one, right? We have a guy that's going to be a perennial all-star, guy that's going to hit you 40 home runs, guy that can steal bases, guy that plays hard. Like Cody Bellinger felt like a dude, right? Like not just a guy that had a good season. He felt like a dude. And then he had – he tailed off towards the end of that season. Mm-hmm. The next season, while abbreviated, was not very good. Hit some big home runs in the postseason, so way to go. Last season was a catastrophe. Not just it wasn't One good. One of the worst batting averages in baseball. And, and for a guy from where he was to go sure. to where he I mean, just sure. talk about a fall. We, we hadn't seen anything like that in a really long time. Now, again – popped up in the playoffs again, played really well in the playoffs, hit the ball well, and obviously Clutch great moments. Yep. But, like, at some point, can you suck up 150 games of terrible play and hope that he's good for 20 games? Because you're going to have to pay him before too long, too. Let, let me tell you what they need from Bellinger, okay? Because the team has so many weapons, because they're so good, what they can use from Bellinger is you don't have to be the MVP – and you also don't have to be the worst player in baseball. Can he just be something in the middle? Can he just be one of those players that you can rely on, maybe a two fifty batting average, something along those lines? Can he be just one of those players that's still a threat? Because last <laughs> season there were a lot of times where it's like, He's an yeah, just, uh, yeah this, exactly. Not yeah. I, I, I want to say there were stretches where he was batting 160-170. There were times we were talking about he has X amount of hits in the month of August, and you know, you're counting it on one hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't be – he doesn't have to be that great, but you can't be that. All right. Take your headset off and hand it to that guy next to you. I have some questions for Bellinger. Can, can, is, he, is, he, is he ready? Yeah, just one sec, Cody. Yeah, just be like two seconds. So, like uh, – what what are your expectations? You had a pretty rough year last year, pretty good in the playoffs. Like, what are we going to get? Yeah, no, it's just crazy because so right now, like, nobody's even playing. Nobody's even playing. Where's Scherzer? He's on the Mets. What do you? Why do you go over there? Money. That's cool, bro. <laughs> That's cool. Do you expect to carry your playoff form? Into the regular season, or do you What's think going that on with was the DH? What's that even mean? Well, it's being negotiated. It's uh, it's something that your players' union, which of which you're a member. How uh, many Turners do we have on this team? Just one now. The other, uh, or no, two still. Just Trey right? Turner stayed. Still two. They're not related. Well, they're just happen to have the same name. But uh, I'm starving. Well, I mean, spring training's not playing, so there's no free food around the clubhouse. You're gonna have to go feed yourself, Cody. Can you do that? It's a good song. <laughs> it's pretty good, Slee. I, I know what I'm doing. I just slow everything down, and my eyes start squinting. Well, and you have to answer questions that aren't being asked. That that's that's then, you, and you did it perfectly. That's right. You did, yeah. I, Whatever I, I, you I, ask, I'm going to my own category. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. What's up with the appreciate DH? it, bro? It perfect, Cody. Cody, uh, he can be like you said. Is it your birthday? It's not my birthday, no. But Candace on the other side of the restaurant, she's celebrating. <laughs> I she's, love the name Candace. I love I'm, that you know it's Candace. I'm I'm good at some stuff, but you know what I'm really good at, Al? Giving people names. Giving mm. fictional people pretty good names. I, I, I come up with the right name most of the time. That's the that's the way that it works. All right. Uh Russell Westbrook talks about haters one way. LeBron James talks about them a little bit differently. We'll talk about both of those coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. 
Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. By the way, your second attempt at Cooper Cup uh, 10 times fast came out pretty good. First one was a little not great, but the second time you got through it, you, you kind of you kind of were a boss about experience. it. Experience, uh, experience. That's what it comes down to. You know, you just got to get got to get your reps in. Emily, what were you going to say? A poop cup. That's, what, that's <laughs> all I heard. <laughs> well, it happens. What are you going to do? Uh, She's right. Here you go. Here's one from Jason Torres on Twitter. And by the way, folks, because the uh, phones are still doing whatever it is that they're doing right now, Twitter is the best way to uh, interact with myself and Jay right or with Slee right now. This is from Jason. Uh, he says, you have to lock up Doc long-term. We can't be like these other franchises that just have a revolving door of managers. This also applies to the Lakers. Uh, can't be the laughing stock of the league and change coaches as much as the Kings do. Okay. Um, I think that's one of the great strengths, Slee, of Andrew Friedman. I think he understands the variables involved in all of this. That as long as we're close, we're going to get a few. You can't mm-hmm. expect to get them all. That's not mm-hmm. the way that sports works, but... We're in it over and over again. Why would I change? Why would I change this out when we're constantly one of the last two teams left, one of the last four teams left? There are 30 teams in Major League Baseball. If you can just snap your fingers and get to the final four, the final two, why would you ever change that up? Well, I think they've also they've earned the benefit of the doubt to – listen, um, Dave Roberts is in a really, really good situation. Okay, go look at Major League Baseball teams – across the country. The the way the Dodgers run their organization is incredibly unique. These mm-hmm. last two u- u- 10 years is very unique. The way the Dodgers run their organization, forget baseball, all different types of sports, this is unique. Feels like things are in order. You feel like you got the right people in the front office. You're going out, you're spending the money. By the way, it's Los Angeles, California. It's a historic franchise. It's a it's a place that people want to be at. Um I think Dave is in a fantastic position, and he I'm sure if he managed somewhere else, it's not going to be as good as it is here. No. And, but and but, but way, I also if somebody think, else came in here, it's not going to be as good as it is for the Dodgers. But I also think that the Dodgers recognize he's also the right person here. No question. Right? And that's kind of what I was heading towards is they've done such a good job looking at players, individuals, front office, how are we running this, can we do this better, fan experience. They've done all that. If they if they didn't think Dave Roberts was if they thought Dave Roberts was hurting their chances of winning a World Series, they probably made that change. They they'd already done it. So I, I think that you also gotta when I say you give them the benefit of the doubt, you do give them the benefit of the doubt. Not every organization gets that. I think the Dodgers get that. All right, I want everybody's input on this one. This uh, Darb in the OC sent us a tweet talking, and it's a picture of one of those handwritten menus, you know, like they do in chalk, where you know you can daily special kind of deal it says feeling frisky stuff your sandwich with mozzarella sticks or stuffed jalapeno poppers or you can get both for what looks like about four bucks so for a do you want mozzarella sticks or jalapeno poppers on your sandwich yes. <laughs> i had a feeling your answer would be yes I and mean, he didn't you didn't catch me by surprise but slee 
Uh, both? One or the other? Neither. What are we doing here? I still own the hash brown and the egg McMuffin. That's what I want. <laughs> it kind of threw your worldview for a loop, didn't it? I want it just it, the combination of the two is just a perfect combination. Maybe this goes back to my want the fries in that California burrito. It could be. Maybe it's a little bit of that, but the potato belongs in there. Um, sure, I'll do it, and then after I'll probably feel sick for whatever. Will you say jalapeno poppers? I'll throw the jalapeno poppers in Yeah, that, that's that's the reason the jalapeno poppers are the right choice. It's a little bit of spice, a little bit of heat, yeah, a little bit a, of a new flavor. Heat. See, Emily, here's what I need you to peel for me. The idea of doing both jalapeno poppers and mozzarella sticks, that's a lot of liquid cheese. <laughs> that's like double liquid cheese on one sandwich. Okay, what I'm going to say is that I probably would just do the mozzarella sticks. Okay. So I am not... I'm not a jalapeno popper fan. I'm not going to say you no. You don't strike me as a spicy person. I am I can eat spice. It's not where I go to. Okay. So, uh, but I love mozzarella sticks. But if like the thing is, though, I will eat a ton of mozzarella sticks as like dinner, but like I won't eat a bunch of cheese sticks for dinner. Like, let me tell you guys what I had for dinner last night. <laughs> I know you guys are going to th- uh, it's It was a very adult dinner of me. I almost sent it to you guys. I had. Uh, this hold on real quick. Before or after the trip to the gym? After the gym. Okay. It was actually a couple hours at the gym because I went straight to water polo practice after the gym. I got, I made sauteed green beans and, and mushrooms. It was really nice. Cajun seasoning, really nice. Okay. That was great. And then I had chicken tenders. So I had my chicken tenders, my sauteed uh, mushrooms and green beans, and then I had Chick-fil-A sauce that I bought at the store. In the, could, like the ketchup bottle kind of thing? Yes. And so it was That's, a very adult dinner. I was going to say, well, I mean, the chicken fingers kind of skewers it both exactly. towards the middle a little bit, but everything else. like But it was more like I had fresh food that I need to get out, and then I also needed protein, and the only protein I didn't have to take 20 minutes to make was the chicken tenders that I already had in the freezer. So it's a great day. Al, chicken. She's, are, a, she's an adult. <laughs> mozzarella stick. How many can you take down in one sitting? Because that you you know me. I can do some work. How many do I want to take no, down no, or just, how many there, can a, I take there's down? There's an endless amount of supply. And yeah. you, you're, you're not eating to set the record. Like how many would yeah, you f- put on your plate? Four is plenty. Four if, is plenty. That, at tops, right? Yeah. Tops. Like two is probably the right amount of number of those. Yeah. Like jalapeno poppers, we could do those all day long. I, if you gave me a half a dozen of those. I'm in on that, especially. I'm if sorry. Got a I was bacon I was there. talking to Chris, and you just say two mozzarella sticks is your max. Yeah. that's an outrage. No, it's an outrage. No, me it, and Chris both said twenty. Uh, no, they, look here. I'm trying to figure out how I can say this without being too gross. Um, that's gonna work. Go to like the bathroom. A dam at some point, right? It, it's that that, that, that that's got to go through is a thing that you can't have twenty because, like you just said, Emily. Imagine eating. 20 mozzarella cheese sticks like you peel and you eat 20 of the never right i could i'm not it's not good it's (laughs) you're at a buffet there's a giant chafing dish full of them you're going by with your plate how many you drop on there i'd probably get about seven (laughs) where did this how did this conversation start twitter Uh, darbo twitter they all all this stuff starts on twitter it all but it was but did we reference something to it or no? No, I think he just saw mozzarella sticks and jalapeno poppers and thought the Travis and Sliwa show is the proper receptacle for such a tweet. I'm sitting here to myself. I'm like, did I mention? Did did somebody say something about mozzarella sticks? And I just and already forgot about it. it. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think it's all of it. I think we've put it out in the universe that we're the place for this. You're not buying. Did you really say two mozzarella yeah, sticks? Chris, think about they. They I mean, hi, Sleep. There's what's going on. It's Chris? Tuesday. They're, that they're, means they're, live imaging. They're not, day. They're not At twelve thirty-five. Listen, I've been in mozzarella sticks. We've got a lot of meetings going on. The whole we're still in transition week, not construction week. Oh, really? 
Really? See, no, this is what you do. You like to hammer it out on everybody, but when it comes back a little bit towards you, you get very defensive. Don't be defensive. Chris, don't get defensive. I'm not don't defensive. Get defensive. <laughs> just so we do, you know, just so we're accountable here. Yes. The only one that communicates with me about this show's imaging is Emily. Yeah. Whereas the other shows, the hosts are a big part of the whole mishbuka. Like what we're making like a meatloaf. Me? What would you well, like? From I hear from Sedano, I hear from Mason, I hear from Iowa, and I hear yeah. from What Cap. would you like? What did they say to you? I call hey, you Chris, all the time. You should have sent that text that uh, Slee sent you. See, look, we, we can't tell lies. We can exaggerate. No, hey, Chris, what I are you thinking you for the open the today? Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's usually to complain about Slee. Well, that's sometimes, <laughs> or it's Emily, or it's Taylor. I call it complain <laughs> about Mainly everybody. Um, <laughs> see, this is why it's great when I'm in here live. Uh-huh. So, really, two mozzarella sticks. Yeah. There's, those are not tie on the Travis We list. were just talking. I don't know if this came up earlier when I was in one of those long meetings. The flat versus the full mozzarella stick. Emily and I were just oh, talking f- about that. The flat ones are big because they get a little gooier than the yeah, sticky ones. I feel like it always tastes like fake cheese in those flat well, they ones. They usually are. I right? want the crunch in the you big want the, Yeah, crunch. you want the crunch. Al, do you, do you have any idea what's going on right now? No, I'm just kind of le- – I feel like you guys are all veterans in the game. <laughs> mozzarella sticks are not they – don't, they don't really do it for me. I'm not me going out this. of my way for a mozzarella stick. I was stick. just going to say – I'll take you, a jalapeno popper over a mozzarella have stick. Have you ever in your life ordered them? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I've ordered them. You have yeah. ordered them. Mm-hmm. That's a, like for for yourself or for like the table. Like we're going out for the and, table. Yeah, you know who's got a great jalapeno popper? Rock and Brews. Our friends over at Rock and Brews. A few we did a few morning show remotes there, and I remember getting oh, yeah. into a jalapeno popper about nine fifteen in the morning. I'll throw another one. You know who's pretty good at those? Who? And like mass produced fast food, but they're pretty darn good. Don't do something wrong here. Jack in the Box. Oh come on! Jack no, in Jack the in the Box actually. Okay. That's, that's yeah. Also, answer. my question is, what do you dip them in? Okay, I don't like. Okay, we already know that. Don't wait. Like are we? I'm sorry. Are we doing jalapeno poppers or cheese sorry, sticks? Sorry, uh, cheese sticks. Okay. So you, we already know I don't like pizza with sauce. So right. I don't so do the mar- out. I don't do the marinara. I like to do either a beer cheese sauce that I dip it in or ranch. Wait, what you're about you dipping your cheese in more cheese? No, you know what? That's okay. I've done it. I've done it. That's when you're lot. doing hardcore Atkins, you take cubes of cheddar and you dip it in blue cheese. <laughs> oh my God. I'm still standing, boys. I'm just, I'm here. <laughs> That's aggressive. Slee, you ever dunked a cube of cheddar into a pool of blue cheese? Throw some cheese on top of the cheese. Yeah, why not? But stuff it why inside a grilled guess? cheese. But instead of using bread, you can use... I don't know, more cheese, like some non-melting cheese. Is LeBron playing tomorrow night? Uh, Al? Questionable. Okay. <laughs> did you hear his Cody Bellinger? is pretty great. I did. Who did his Cody? Slee. We really? We interviewed Cody Bellinger for a few minutes. Trav, or uh, Chris, did you hear I didn't Trav? hear any of it. I was in a, three hours of meetings. What was her name, Trav? Which who's the who? Birthday. Candace. The birthday. Oh, Candace. <laughs> oh, the phones are working. No, no. Oh, okay. I, I, no. I, I did an impression. And Slee actually liked it, Chris. Like it I got, good. I actually got a laugh. Yeah, it was good. You, you laughed. That means we won't have to have a post game call about it. <laughs> it was I, good. I had a. I got him to laugh at my impression of a thirty-seven-year-old woman celebrating her birthday at a restaurant. She was forty. Let me hear it. Said, I mean, it's you said forty-six. I, did I say forty-six last yeah, time? Yeah, forty-six. I know we got to go. Just give me thirty seconds. He's not a short order cook. Thank you, Emily. Just kidding. Thank you. We should play it back. I need to. I need to be able to kind of. Can we do that? moment i don't know <laughs> if we can play back not. yet <laughs> no phone we twitter works we got the cheese stick question 710 construction week part two when are the phones coming back i was i thought they were back they are not give me so a little messy back, real quick. give me 10 seconds of messy. 10 seconds of messy i won't do messy because al doesn't like messy he doesn't he like it's very frustrating if you do messy in the peacock so might just I, walk out candace. i have to hear candace the peacock is better again. <laughs> 
Candace is better. Candace is Candace is at every restaurant in America every single night celebrating. Did you guys hear this? Chris, did you hear it's my birthday? Can you all believe we're here? Like it's my birthday, and you all came together, and we're getting cake, and we're gonna have a. We got wine. It's my hey hey hey, and she touches the person next to you. Did you know it's my birthday? It's my birthday. Hi, I'm Kansas. It's nice to meet you. I like those women (laughs) because I know you do. You know they're they're. There's not a lot of great things going on in their life, so I can be one of those things. Eleven white wines in, and Candace yeah. is having the time all of her right, life at the local right. restaurant. Exactly. I can I could be her friend for a few weeks. Real quick, I'm going to give you this real quick because this is an amazing bit. I'll be talking about it at the 1 o'clock open live. Did you guys hear how Apple is targeting Steve Mason podcast? No. The Mason and Ireland podcast feed has not updated since last Monday on Apple, even though all the other shows have. Okay. His personal culture pop podcast has also not updated since last mm. Monday. Everything else is being uploaded. Everything's uploaded properly. So we have Mace believing that, I mean, it might be true, actually. Did he say something bad about Tim Cook or something? I don't know. <laughs> that Apple is holding Steve Mason podcast yeah, why not? hostage. As long as better him than me. <laughs> That's how I look at it. As long as our show is up there. Slee didn't give me a lot on that whole all, thing. We're all good to go. Slee was not into it. The Dump coming up next. Trav and Slee, 710 Thanks, Chris. ESPN. <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's start the dump with this one, Slee. This is very, very good news. I, You know, I, I will once in a while go out of my way to say something very nice about somebody who I think is a wonderful person. Dick Vitale is one of those guys. Dick Vitale has announced that he is cancer-free, Slee. So 82-year-old Dick Vitale making that announcement just in time for the start of the basketball tournament. That is great news for Dickie V. That's amazing. You know, I, I follow him on Twitter, and he was very active of uh, giving motivating speeches, very active, uh, kind of walking you through what he was going through. And every time he would, he would say, somebody else, I can't believe, you know, there's a kid going through this. It's actually it, it's an incredible follow on Twitter. If you don't follow Dickie V, that's fantastic news. He's awesome. Good for you, Dick. Hope, uh, hope you stay healthy for a very, very long time. Um, on this day in 1996, the movie Fargo was released. First thing that pops in your head when you think of Fargo, Slee? Um, Wood chipper? <laughs> that's it. That's the right answer. Yep, that's exactly right. I that I have not driven past one of those in at a park in a neighborhood on a construction site and got go. Oh yeah, that's the thing they threw that guy in in Fargo. That I have never seen a wood chipper. Spoiler since. alert, Gus Travis. Nineteen ninety six, Emily. We've given them plenty of people plenty of time. Wait, so give me the year again that it came out. Ninety six. Yeah, that's a. 
That's a classic movie. I, I got to go back because it's been at least 10 years since I've seen Fargo. At least 10 years. I bet you I haven't seen Fargo since shortly after it came out, right? It's been a long time, but all, all I see is that snow, and we all, we all know what happens after that. Don't you know? There, all the accents in the, in the South Dakotan? So as far as accents go, American accents, right? We all have the regional dialects across the country. That's the one that just kind of grates the most. Like Boston has it, eh, you know. What are you? No, oh, man. No, you don't no like man. the Minnesotans. I, the, Come on. That the New York one. Forget about it. All that the Southern accent. All that, whatever. But that 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 don't you know kind of thing. That that weird hybrid American Canadian it's thing. Uncommon. You is don't what hear it, is? it often, right? Like I think the the New York. Like you're right, right? New York, Boston. Everybody kind of has these accents. <laughs> Minnesota, you don't hear often. When you hear it, you're like, wait a no. Say that again. <laughs> I want to hear that again. And then you get that weird Midwestern one with the flat vowels. Like, hey, can I get you a glass of pap? Watch it now. A what? A glass of pap? These guys can to calm down. Is. Yeah, I don't know. This is not my thing. All right. This day, 1971, Joe Frazier ended Muhammad Ali's 31-fight win streak at Madison Square Garden, the fight of the century. Those Frazier-Ali fights. I When I saw that this morning, it reminded me, Slee, of we don't get that that doesn't exist in our world anymore. There are big fights. There are guys that will fight, whether it's UFC or boxing, or whatever. There are fights that people are excited about, but nothing like this where the whole country, where the whole world stops to watch one of these things. I don't know this, and I genuinely don't. Is UFC bigger right now than uh, than boxing? I don't know if it does more. Like when you get like a, a Canelo Alvarez or a Mayweather or one of those things that does a pay-per-view, I still think those are at the top Tyson of the Fury, list. Yeah. Tyson Fury probably is up there. But mm-hmm. I think just generally like week to week, I think UFC is probably more popular. I feel like UFC is pumping out fights. There is no waiting around. There is no, There's no scarcity. I'm trying to dodge this guy. I'm trying to dodge that guy. You know what? I got to keep my record undefeated. All that that kind of comes with base, or baseball, all that comes with boxing. I don't feel like you get that in UFC. But isn't scarcity And, I, and I'm nice? not a UFC guy. Yeah, I'm not a huge UFC guy either, but I agree with you, Emily. I think that the scarcity of, like, all, and, and Ali, believe it or not, like back in the day, he would fight pretty regularly. Which we was just, common in boxing. It, it was, but you just don't get guys yeah. that are that famous anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you, there, there, there is no equivalent of muhammad ali right if it is it's somebody and i'm not talking like socially and politically but just name record it's maybe tom brady or something like that but Mm -hmm. you don't have to there's not this anticipation of maybe once maybe twice a year you're going to get something i kind of miss it i even those tyson fights i don't know if you can put yourself back in those times where you were waiting for mike tyson's next fight it was such a big deal so Look back in those days in the 90s when Tyson was Tyson, right? So I'm, I'm probably between the age of 10 and 15. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you and remember uh, going to family's house that had the pay-per-view event. That's how big the Tyson fights were. Every time you tell a Tyson story that, hey, I was at this fight or was that fight, I almost kind of sit back and it's like, tell me the story because it is intriguing. That's what boxing was at one point. Those are just, you know, obviously not the days today. And to a different level, I'm sure, when it was Ali, and that'd be probably a better story for Michael Thompson sure. to tell. But that's uh, that's those days, it seemed like, where everybody stopped what they were doing and would just appreciate a boxing match. It, it seems like that's in the past, not in the, uh, <laughs> not in the present. Speaking of that cut, Taylor, I had a buddy that worked on that show at that time. Pretty terrific. Do you remember that one, Al, where he yeah. told the turn off your blanking station? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, Mike, why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'll, I'll talk to you the way, any way I want. Why don't you go blankety blank? And we're like, 
Well, okay then. I guess I guess we're done here. Like we need more of that. We need more guys. That, that, that was a national story for a couple. If somebody did that now, it's a it's up moment. It's gone the next day. By, by the way, we need some stuff. That moment right there. I mean, how feared? How much Tyson was feared? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you you're looking or you're watching that that press conference, that news, whatever they're doing, bro. You just look into that guy's eyes. That was just a different that, – that's a different person. Like, especially now that you see Mike Tyson today and kind of who he's become, who he's evolved to be and everything else, just think about – just thinking about that interview alone. Look at Mike Tyson. Look at the way he was. Look at his body language. That He gave off a vibe. I, I want to be nowhere near him. Tyson did that thing too, Slee, where even – like if he's fighting in Vander Holyfield, it's a big deal. If he's fighting Riddick Bowe or Razor Ruddock or one of these guys that you thought – Lennox Lewis, like, okay, they're going to have a chance to beat him. It was when he was fighting just guys that you knew he was going to t- turn their lights out in 40 seconds. You couldn't wait for it. That that was the great gift of Mike Tyson. It wasn't that, hey, I think Evander's got a chance to beat him in a rematch. It was he's going to go fight, you know, I don't know, James Bonecrusher Smith, who nobody gives a damn about, but he's going to go out there and do something to Bonecrusher in 90 seconds or whoever, Mitch Blood Green, whoever it might have been. These guys, Frank Brunos, the Bruce Seldons of the world, that you just knew he was going to whack him out like that, and you still had to be there for it. Just a totally – we I, I miss it. More Mike should should fight again or – have some sons or something. We need we need to bring him back. LeBron wants to bring private chefs to the comfort of your house. So, a new app is is it launching today? Emily is th- this Tuesday? Uh yeah. Okay, so Kitch launches Tuesday. Uh Food Network favors like Marcus Samuelson, Amanda Freitag, uh and you can have people come and to your place and cook for you. The, and it's uh, mostly through like Zoom meets TikTok meets all this stuff. So essentially, you can watch videos and cook alongside them. It's also live virtual classes. Essentially, LeBron wants to get everyone to be like a famous chef. What do you think? You in? You, did you put the app on your phone? Have you scheduled a session with Amanda Freitag for her to come over and teach you how to make uh, veal scallopini? I, I don't know if I'm going to do that, but there is something baller about I want to learn how to cook. Like, I think that'd be a cool thing to just kind of, you've said this, Trev, that you cook, like you enjoy doing it. You know what the hell you're doing there. I do. But I'm sure there's probably something about preparing your food. There's a process to it. I'm sure there's a, I was going to say therapeutic in a way. I'm down to learn how to cook. I just don't know if I'm going to do it that way. I don't know if I'm going to have this. I don't think the the idea that he has there. I don't know if I would do it that way. No, that that's not for me. Do you want me to be a wise guy, or do you want me to give you a good bit of advice on how to start to cook? Give me some advice. Okay, pick one thing and start messing around with it. Mm. Right? It's like okay, what what what's your favorite dish that you would like to be able to make at home? Pick doesn't matter what it is. A really, really, really good steak. Okay, a, the perfect example. Just go do it. Just do literally trial and error. The first couple are probably not going to be exactly what you're looking for. But eventually, like, what if a little bit longer of this? What if I put this kind of oil in the pan and get that kind of oil? Does butter do it? It's just I'm telling you, A, you're going to get to eat a lot of practice steaks. And if there's anything we can all agree on, oh, it's okay. yeah, eating practice steaks. practice steaks. I love practice steaks. Who doesn't want a good practice steak in your day? Right? If I can eat a couple of bad practice steaks, that's a pretty good idea. But then you're going to be able to lock it in, and you're going to be good to go. So there you go. There's your uh, functional advice for the day. What are you doing with your day off today, Slee? So I got Lakers talk tonight. 
Lakers yeah. talk tonight, seven to eight. But uh, hey, there's no Lakers game. Chilling, relaxing. Throw uh, a practice steak on the grill right now. <laughs> go go turn idea. on your oven. That's and, not a bad idea. And, and get no fired up and go do it. Mason and Ireland is coming up next. It is Travis and Sliwa back here tomorrow morning, ten a.m. And we're going to break down Slee's first practice steak of his new cooking career. That's coming up tomorrow. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.